Good Monday afternoon, everybody, here on the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck, and I will be flying solo yet again today. Where is Corey? Well, Corey will be here tomorrow for sure. I got the confirmation this morning. Talk with Corey. Um, now, he's got a, a personal situation he's tending to today. Um, but Corey will be back tomorrow. And uh, yeah, it's uh, that'll be a fun day for sure. When, whenever Corey comes back, you guys can just brag on him. Just bring all, all the hate for missing all this time. Like he, like he hasn't been working, right? Let's just, let's just do that. Just everybody, everybody act just like Corey. Oh, come on. You haven't even been working, man. Come on. Now, um, now it'll be fun. Uh, but today, you know, we still got plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, but we'll definitely uh, be happy when Corey's back tomorrow. Uh, I like the give and take. I like that a lot more than doing solo. So <laughs> flying solo is a little, uh, a little, uh, it's not, not my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, Stella says Corey is a wall. Uh, MIA Corey. I mean, Hey, Hey, save all this stuff for tomorrow. All right. Save the stuff for tomorrow. Like, of course, like once you see Corey's face and everything, be like, I don't know. Where's Corey? I don't see him anywhere. You know? Um, <laughs> I'm like in Texas when I play hooky from work. I say I'm dealing with personal issues too. <laughs> no, uh, I yeah, I, I'm not at liberty to speak about what 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 it is, but I'll let I'll let Corey uh, say that. But uh, no, he he's definitely got something he's dealing with today. And uh, so, <laughs> Barbara, who? <laughs> Anybody watch the movie Moneyball? There was always this one part, um, you know one of the mo more famous scenes in there whenever uh billy bean is laying out all the players that they want to add uh and when he says you know he writes the thing down and he goes scott hadberg and there's this one scout off you know off camera that just goes who it always just makes me and my wife laugh like every single time I'm watching that movie Who? it's just so funny um yeah i, I think all's good i i got a got good news from him earlier today so um all, all's good with Corey. he'll be here tomorrow i think i hope <laughs> believe it when i see it <laughs> no uh so uh definitely some things that have happened over the past uh you know 48 72 hours um so one of the things i talked about in friday insider uh you know started talking about the effects of the the uh Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I got to highlight this real quick. B-Phil. Corey, better deliver. Finish the story. Another wrestling reference right there. Um, you know, what is it? Um, the hashtag going on going around. You know what? Do that instead. Make Corey feel really, really good. Instead of doing the hashtag we want Cody that's going around for rest for like WWE fans right now on social media, do a hashtag we want Corey. As soon as like that, we go start going live tomorrow. Just do a hashtag we want Corey. Just you know, filter all the way, just have it just completely flood the, the, the chat, like all the way down. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, all right. So Steeler stuff. Yeah. I talked about in Friday insider that the, that the, uh, um, Arthur Smith hiring was going to impact the offensive staff and that we had already seen the first domino fall of that. Um, you know, had confirmation from, from uh, a source, uh, that, uh, Pat Meyer was going to was for sure going to be retained. Um, that hasn't been officially announced by the by the uh, by the team or anything, but uh, just you know, know that that's going to happen. Pat Meyer is going to still be around. Um, some people didn't you know didn't respond well to that. You know, they yeah, I think it's just some some people you know 
in that group probably just wanted Mike Munchak. Um, but, um, you know, I'll give my opinion on that here in a little bit. But uh, Pat Meyer will be sticking around. Uh, report from the Post-Gazette earlier today that Frisman Jackson's not sticking around, uh, that he's not going to be retained. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think both of those coaches had their contracts up. Their, their contracts were expired. And so at that point, it's either you give a new contract or you let them walk. Um, and so with Meyer, it's a new contract. And with Frisman Jackson, it's just your contract's expired and we're just going to agree to part ways. You're not getting a new, new contract. So, um, so Frisman, in case you don't know who those people are, Pat, Pat Meyer is the offensive line coach. Frisman Jackson was the receivers coach. Um, the, of all the people, like even before, uh, Arthur Smith was hired, um, yeah. You want to talk about a coach who had a great impact on uh, Coach Drake was uh, loved by everybody on the South side. Uh, but um, yeah, of all, like even before Arthur Smith was hired, um, when I was going through all of the, you know, stat, you know, assistance on the offensive side of the ball, I thought Frisman Jackson was the most likely to go uh, regardless of, uh, regardless of, of contract situations, whether his contract expired or not. Um, it just, you know, DK talked about it on Friday insider. Uh, I have it linked in, in the, in the, in the Steelers feed uh, with the, with the news on Jackson um, going back all the way back to August. You know, DK was all over this, that there, there have been issues there. Um, and so uh, uh, Mike in Texas, there was no rumor about that. I reported that. <laughs> um uh the the rumor you're referring to was what i wrote in friday insider that um all coaches on the offensive side of the ball emptied their offices when the news came through that arthur smith um was being hired and that was just more out of they don't know what's going to happen um but some fr from what i heard in that you know from from that same source is that um some of those people um, we're, we're starting to put their stuff back. I, I, again, Pat Meyer is going to be retained. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> Mike in Texas, damn, I knew, knew I heard from a good source. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, no, that was, that was the kind of the two parter of my Friday insider was Pat Myers being retained. And then when the Arthur Smith news broke, it's just everybody cleared their offices. And so it was just kind of like, hmm, interesting. Uh, B Phil asks, will the Steelers hire Eric B for any, or in any position? I mean, shoot, he's, he's out there. Uh, it's worth a phone call. Um, it's worth a phone call to see, you know, possibly, you know, past game coordinator situation. I, I don't know. Um, but shoot, like when you have guys like B and, um, and, and then you have, um, uh, Mike Vrabel, you know, still out there, you know, worth phone calls to see if they're, if they're interested in any kind of, you know, you create a position for them, you know, if you have the ability to, um, you know, I'm not saying that those two things are going to happen, but I, I'm shoot, kick the tires on it. It's worth it. Worth at least that um, kind of situation that they had with Brian Flores. And I understand Brian Flores was in a bit of a different situation. Like he, um, you know, he had the lawsuit, against multiple teams. And so a lot of teams were just like immediately like, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. Um, Mike Tomlin was like, he's a fantastic coach. If he's willing to come here, I'm going <laughs> to make a spot for him. That's exactly what happened. Um, 
And so, you know, if, if there's a the possibility of something like that happening, you know, where one of those guys comes to Pittsburgh and has kind of like a one year stint where it's kind of like, hey, just reset, um, then you do that. So, um, yeah, Mike, I knew this name was going to come up quite a bit. Uh, Mike in Texas asks, uh, is it true Hines is interviewing for wide receiver coach? I haven't heard that. It doesn't mean it's not happening. I'm just saying I personally have not heard that. I have not had a had a, a source or anything or anybody tell me that that Heinz Ward is interviewing for the job. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And uh, uh, yeah, Demond Brown says I think Eric B would would be great, and we did it for Flores. Yeah, again, like if it's if it's a coach that would be way overqualified for the spot, but for whatever reason, there's just not a fit elsewhere. And they want to like a one year thing to kind of just reset the market for themselves. Why not do it? Um, So yeah, I I don't. Yeah. Uh, Jack says, uh, uh, the enemy, Vrabel, Belichick, Pete Carroll, uh, nuts of those guys are jobless right now. I do think if, if I remember correctly, that Pete Carroll will have like some sort of like, administrative assistant or some sort of role in the, in the Seahawks front office. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I could be wrong. I don't follow the Seahawks that closely, but I thought I heard something like that whenever, you know, he wasn't coming back as head coach uh, that he's still going to have some sort of role in the front office. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Crystal pivot says Hines is at the senior bowl with Tomlin. I, I, I didn't see that personally, but that doesn't mean it's not true. I'm sure. It wouldn't, it would not shock me whatsoever. Um, it wouldn't shock me, but like, like I, again, you like, you need, you know, this was kind of talked about, you know, when the whole, like, you know, is the Steeler way still alive, at least on the offensive side of the ball, you know, if there's not a way for a player to, to carry that over, you know, why not bring, bring in a guy like Heinz Ward who does now have coaching experience. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you know, is it worth at least, you know, kicking the tires on, you know, having a phone call about the guy with sure, you know, um, they brought back Joey Porter as, as a, as a, you know, position coach, um, you know, and he, and he was there for, for multiple seasons. It's not like he was, you know, a complete waste. Um, you know, he was there for multiple seasons. And so is it worth, you know, entertaining the idea of Heinz Ward as the new receivers coach? Why not? Especially in, in in Arthur Smith's offense, where receivers are going to have to, uh, they are going to have to block. <laughs> receivers are going to have to block in this system. Um, I, I'm sure Arthur Smith will will tailor his system to the Steelers' uh, player, like to, to the players' strengths and, and and stuff like that. But um, you know, if you're going to be a run a run first team. Receivers got to block, you know, you can, you can bring in another Allen Robinson type guy um, who hopefully can do a little bit more uh, of, you know, being able to uh, not just block, but, you know, also produce as a pass catcher as well. Um, But you got to have more than just one guy, you know, George Pickens has the ability to block, you know, Deontay Johnson, we've seen him lay some good blocks downfield. You know, I remember like specifically remember the run in the preseason where Jalen Warren began to break it. And the thing that really sprung him for the touchdown was Deontay's block downfield. Um, So I I think about that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, receivers needing to block and there's not a better receiver that's blocked in this game than Heinz Ward. So um, is it worth entertaining? Uh, Sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I like why, why dismiss it? 
doesn't mean that it's going to be the right move. Doesn't mean that's what they should do. Just means at least entertain it. Um, so, but we've seen the first couple dominoes fall when it comes to the coaching staff. And so, um, and, and Brian just brought up something I, I do want to br- bring up, uh, too, cause that happened over the weekend. So, um, but, uh, first couple dominoes have fallen with the coaching staff. You know, now that, now that Arthur Smith's hiring is official, that became official on Friday. Um, uh, Pat Meyer is going to be retained. Frisman Jackson will not. Um, I saw some, some, a couple people say, you know, I hope they retain Eddie Faulkner. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Faulkner stayed. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Sullivan stayed. I, I even put that, uh, in, in, in Friday insider that is more conjecture than it is like, like, like based off of what I know, it would not surprise me if both of those guys stayed. Like when I think about Mike Sullivan, like he's been interviewing for OC jobs elsewhere. Now he didn't get the job with the saints and he didn't get the job with the, with the Raiders. So, um, the jobs that he's in, interviewed for as OC didn't pan out. So, um, it would not surprise me if the Steelers try to retain Mike Sullivan. Again, you're not trying to, you know, do, you know, carry over too much from the old offense. What you're trying to get there is a consistent voice that's in the quarterback's ear in a new system that might help, uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, um, I'm getting a random phone call. I don't know what it is. It's interesting, but I'll have to check it out later. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, that phone call just threw me off. Um, it wouldn't, it just, it wouldn't surprise me if Mike, if Mike Sullivan, uh, if Mike Sullivan stayed, uh, Eddie Faulkner, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff as running backs coach. Uh, you know, he was given the reins as interim OC for a reason. Um, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if those two guys stayed on, um, but you know, at this point, it's still kind of up in the air. Um, so somebody else brought it up. I got to bring it up. Uh, Brian brought up, uh, can you call Le'Veon Bell and tell him his career is over, please? He had his chance to be an NFL grade and he blew it. Tired of hearing about that guy. Yeah. So, um, the thing with Le'Veon Bell. So in case you didn't know, I put it in the Steelers feed. Um, you know, I, I put it in the Steelers feed. Uh, over the weekend, Le'Veon Bell went on Snapchat and um, oh, so I got I got to get a drink. It's easy to take drinks whenever you uh, have give and take and talking for 30 straight minutes. It takes a lot of the saliva out of your voice. Um, so the whole thing with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Put that in the feed. He went on Snapchat and he talked about wanting to make a return that he was going to start training in, in, in March, uh, March ish is what he said. And that if he like, you know, got training and, you know, by the time April comes around, he feels like his body can do it. That he said, he's going to be better than he ever was before. Um, and there's only one team he wants to play for. And he said, I'm not going to, I don't have to say who it is, but I think with everything that's happened with Le'Veon Bell over the, you know, past several months, it's very obvious who that one team is. And it's, it's the Steelers. Uh, he was on Snapchat. He, he visited the South side uh, back in December. And that was the first time he had visited the, um, visited the facility. I think since he left, um, which is about five years, five years afterward um, by that point. And so, 
Um, he got on Snapchat and he immediately apologized. He said, I never apologize for leaving. I just want to say I'm sorry for leaving the best damn fans in the world. Um, you know, and and he is re- regretful and remorseful about about the way he handled his contract situation in 2018. Um, and you know, saying he wants to have a comeback and there's only one team he wants to play for. Now, here's the problem. Um, not outside of just the fact that he hasn't played in the NFL for two years, like since the 2021 season. Um, we have other problems here. First off, the Steelers have, as Art Rooney the second put it, a two-headed monster in the backfield with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Um <laughs> B Phil says, so that's how long it takes to get a clue. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh and Mike Texas, he is like 300 years old in football years. That's funny. Um, Mark said he also had an re- awful representation. Yeah, about that entire situation. I, I think he's very, very aware. Um, and, and Spice Creations here does does bring up a point that I was gonna bring this up. He, um, you know, she, you know, Spice Creation says he didn't say he wants to start. Um, he wouldn't be. I mean, even if he did, he's he's nuts. Uh, you know, if that's the case, the Steelers have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Uh, there were only two teams in the NFL that had two running backs accrue a uh, thousand yards from uh, from scrimmage, and the Lions and the Steelers were the only two. Uh, Najee and, and Jalen are legitimate one, two, it's not even close. Um, and the, the number three would be a distant number three, no matter who it is. And uh, Mike in Texas brings us up saying RB three. Yeah. Um, same situation that we were talking about with the Heinz Ward situation is at least worth kicking the tires on. Is it at least worth bringing him in? for a physical, for a tryout, whatever you would want to call it. And just to see what he does, you know, bring him in during OTAs, see what he does. Is it worth that? Sure. Why not? Let's see what he's got. Let's see what the body does. Let's see if the speed is still there and shoot Mike Tomlin coached him. So he would know the difference between the Le'Veon Bell he coached from 2013 through 2017 and the Le'Veon Bell that he'd be seeing on, on the field at, at OTAs. And Crystal Pivot does say RB3 is barely active on game day. Now, here's the other thing when it comes to RB3. RB3 does usually contribute on special teams. Okay. When you think about RB3, I think about Penny Snell Jr. Penny Snell Jr., underwhelming running back, but solid contributor on special teams. Anthony McFarland didn't really contribute much on special teams other than as a returner. And I don't think Le'Veon Bell would be a returner. So I don't see a fit to be completely honest. Um, Yeah. And Mike in Texas says the same thing, not in my opinion, because RB three should be a, should be a special teams player. I don't see him playing special teams. No, he doesn't. And, and I Le'Veon Bell is not going to be a special teams player. He's not going to be a returner. And so it's just what else is he going to contribute? Now, if Najee or Jalen, for whatever reason, God forbid, and I'm knocking on wood here, have some sort of lengthy injury, then that's whenever somebody like that can become valuable if he can still run. And see, that's the thing is that you like, there's a lot of reason to be skeptical right now. 
Um, and, and that's kind of the point that Ben brings up here. If, he, if either RB1 or RB2 are injured, and if he can go, if he can still go, why not? I mean, shoot. And, and Mark says, well, you know, what about practice squad? If Le'Veon Bell is interested in doing those things, if he's interested in being a practice squad guy, not even being RB3, but being a practice squad guy, and he's making like like veteran minimum at that point, eh, sure. But is, is he willing to do that? Like, is he willing to take veteran minimum to be that practice squad guy? You know, to be that guy who's just not not anywhere near the limelight whatsoever. You know, this guy is, I mean, I understand the Steelers history is filled with running backs that are, um, you know, great. Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer, Barry Foster, Jerome Bettis, Le'Veon Bell. Like, it's just, he's one of those guys that's up there. He just is. Um, when you think about the, the stuff that he did, this, this is not some guy, this is not like, a Rashard Mendenhall type who had a couple of nice seasons, you know, coming, you know, you know, coming back to, you know, have some sort of second crack at it, kind of like a Plexico Burris situation, you know, was kind of like a, like a good player, but you know, is kind of coming back for a second run, you know, in a lesser role. No, like this is Le'Veon Bell. This dude was at one point, one of the three best running backs in the league. Like, I don't know if he's willing to do those kind of things and be and be a practice squad guy. Sure, it's worth kicking the tires on to bring him to the south side and see what he's got. Um, but that's going to have to be what that's going to have to be the situation because the Steelers are set at running back. They don't need to do anything other than add an, add a third running back as you know a guy who can play special teams and a guy who can fill in should not your Jalen ever be injured. That pretty much it. Um, <laughs> Kyle Blue Steeler says, add 20 pounds and play fullback. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. I don't think Le'Veon Bell, even if he were to add 20 pounds and play, like, I don't think he would be able to play fullback. So, um, Brian kind of says this too. We really need a Le'Veon Bell in the locker room with a very young offense. If they bring in a vet, got to be a leader. I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, you're, yeah, and Demond kind of brings this up too. Uh, Demond says Steelers are ain't thinking about Le'Veon Bell out with the old and with the new. Yeah, um, it's not, I've seen a couple of people bring up like slot wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, whenever he was younger, whenever I mean, think about it. When when Le'Veon Bell, let me let's see if I can bring this up real quick. Let's bring up Le'Veon Bell's stats or his Pro Football Reference page. Um, and pull this up because he was he was still young, like whenever he was uh. Yeah, he was young. Let's see. So Le'Veon Bell right now is 31 years old. He's almost 32. He'll be 32 on February 18th. Um, his last season with the Steelers was tw- like like I'm not talking. You know, I'm not counting 2018 because that was he set out the entire year with it. You know, with the contract dispute. 2017. That was his age 25 season. Age 25, like, like that's, that's a, I understand that I'm, you know, I'm not a, a, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm 36 years old. I even think about the, the, the (laughs) recreational hockey player I was five years ago. Like even five years ago, I was 
faster. I was quicker. I was stronger. I was just, you know, and I remember playing hockey this past year and I was like, man, I can, I used to be able to blow by everybody. I can't do this anymore. Like I can't do that. I got to completely change my game. I'm not fast. I'm just not the guy like father time catches up with you. And this is a guy who has not played football since 2021. And even then was, I mean, he played like eight total games in 2021. And that was between two different teams. Slot receiver at his age with, I mean, the Le'Veon Bell that we saw as like potential, like kind of receiver every now and then that guy is long gone. Like age 25 season. He, he, I mean, he, he took his, his, yeah. It's, it's, I think when, when, when this kind of a situation comes up, and I think Le'Veon starting starting to to I don't, I don't want to speak for Le'Veon because I've I've never met him I don't I don't know him and so I don't want to speak for him. But um, I think you're starting to see like man like I mean he he's been openly regretful and remorseful about the way every, the way everything has gone down. If he doesn't get some terrible advice and and hold out for this massive contract that was never going to happen, and he stays with the Steelers like. Not saying that he's like still the running back now or anything like that, but does he have, you know, more successful years with the Steelers? It's a lot more likely than what panned out. You know, I, I don't know, but you're starting, but you know, and, and it's it's that we'll never know. That's kind of got everybody being like, man, it's it's that what if, you know, what if, um. Yeah, Demond says uh, we as a fan base fuss about all the new changes that needed to be made with the offense. Now we want to bring that old thing back. We should change our mascot to Goldbush Movers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have my serious doubts about any kind of reunion with Le'Veon Bell. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't see it happening. I I just I don't see it happening. Um. Could there be a situation in which he's brought in an OTAs? I could see that. I think there's a slight chance that happens just to see, just to kick the tires on it. But do I think he actually has a spot on the 53 man roster or even a spot on the practice squad come week one? No, I don't. I don't think that's happening. I don't even think that we'll see him in training camp. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I wouldn't be the first time and I won't be the last. So. Yeah, Mark Mark says uh he was on a Hall of Fame track. That's what's frustrating to him, I believe. Yeah. I mean, shoot, like I said, you know, 2017, that was his age 25 season. He probably had, you know, even in running back years, you know, 26, 27, 28, 29, probably about another four years where he could have added on like another five thousand, six thousand yards, maybe. Maybe not six thousand, but at least five thousand yards. I mean that that would put him, I think, over eleven thousand for his career, something like that. It's a pretty good plus all the receiving that he did. You talk about all purpose. That, that was I was just talking about rushing yards there. You talk about all purpose yards. I shoot, man. That that even includes like a year when in which he missed a vast majority of a season because of a knee injury. So, um, yeah, I. I just I don't see a reunion happening. I don't. I think there's going to be some people that are just interested just because 
you know, you want to see, you want to see, you know, we as we as human beings long for like catharsis and 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 long for it would it would make everybody feel a lot better because he's now admitted is wrong. And so now it'd be it'd be great to see, you know, Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers have this happy ending together. I just don't see that happening on the football field. If the Steelers were desperate at running back, maybe I think that there's a, a chance of it actually happening. That of all the positions on the team <laughs> that they don't have an actual need, running back is one of them. They don't have a legitimate need for a running back right now. Teresa says nostalgia, pretty much. Smith family asks me a really, really good question. What did you think of the Pro Bowl, Chris? I can't tell you. You know why? Because I didn't watch one second of it. I did not. I cannot remember the last time I watched any part of the Pro Bowl. Honestly, not the Pro Bowl games, not the Pro Bowl game itself, whatever it is. I cannot tell you the last time I watched anything Pro Bowl. It's just, it is so far from being an interesting product at all. I watched more of the hockey all-star stuff. I didn't even watch that much of that either. I was uh, my, my, you know, son had a basketball game Saturday. We did things Friday night. I, it was kind of a busy weekend for us, but I, you know, did not carve out any time to watch anything. I was like, I, I can't like, I got to make sure I watch, you know, like this upcoming Sunday, it's going to be, obviously I'm going to, you know, cut some time out to, so, you know, we can watch the Super Bowl. You know, and and like the Sunday before, it was you know catch as much of the conference championships as I can. Um, I'm not carving time out so I can, hey, I, honey, I we can't do that today. I gotta watch the Pro Bowl. Come on, I'm not doing that. It's terrible. Um, the only All Star game I really, really make sure that I want that, that I really watch is Major League Baseball's All Star game. It has the best All Star week. Uh, I hate the fact that the draft was put there with it. It's just, it's too much at that point. The draft needs to be its own thing. Like I get it. Like, like the draft, that's a, that's a whole other situation. I don't want to get, this is a Steeler show. I don't want to get into major league baseball, all-star game stuff, but either way, MLB best all-star game, NFL worst all-star game. It's terrible, terrible. Um, got a few more. Um, Randy asks, Chris, what's on, what's on your agenda for the Super Bowl? Um, probably just hang out here at the house. Um, my son's starting to get more and more into football. And so he's probably going to want to end up watching it. And, uh, unless, you know, somebody else like, like one of our family members or something like that is having like a big get together. We'll probably just, just, I'll probably, you know, cook out on the grill here. Um, you know, cook up some burgers or dogs or steaks or something like that. I don't know. Um, or maybe order some, some pizza and wings. I don't know. Uh, but probably just, you know, have it, you know, have whatever we want to do here at the house. Um, you know, years past, I've usually ha- had something going on here sometimes. Um, but not all the time. Rarely have the last time I really remember doing anything big for the Super Bowl was the last time the Steelers were in it. Uh, last two times the Steelers were in it, actually. Oh, that's not true. For whatever reason, Super Bowl 50, I had like a lot of people over for that game. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I, I got like a new grill. I was like, hey, everybody come over. I have a new grill and I want to cook. Um, <laughs> Mike in Texas says, I hope you're not raising a Cowboys fan, Chris. So here's the thing. And, and I'll, I'll kind of have this be my last little segment of the show. Um, 
I am raising my kids to to cheer whatever teams they want to cheer for. Um, I they will naturally see the teams that I either watch because of work or the teams that I cheer for. Um, and you know, because, you know, kids want to be like their, like their parents, sons want to be like their fathers. They typically take on that persona. But for, if for whatever reason, you know, my son had a bunch of friends that were all Cowboys fans and he wanted to be a Cowboys fan because of that. What am I going to do, man? Like, am I going to tear my son down just so that he doesn't become a fan of a team that I don't want him to be a fan of? I'm not going to do that. Um, but uh, no, as of right now, my son is a Steelers fan. Um, he's uh, a <laughs> says you're supposed to guide him. Well, right now he is a Steelers fan. So there's that. Um, and I'm not necessarily like raising him like you got to be a Steelers fan. It's just he sees me watching this like every like especially this past season. You know, it was different whenever I was on the beat and I'm at, you know, first off, they were living here. I was living in Pittsburgh and, you know, I was going to cover the games. But here this past season, you know, obviously I'm watching all the games from here because I'm doing, you know, analysis and stuff like that. So I'm watching the games from here. So he's seeing me watch the games here. And so then he's watching I've, you know, all the Steelers games. He's not watching all of the um, uh, he's not watching almost any of the Cowboys. The only time he watched the Cowboys this past season was Thanksgiving. And that's just because I watch football on Thanksgiving. Um, so <laughs> by the way, I got to say this Hodge brings us up. He says, how does he deal with Dax cadence? I am going to put in just because I'm an agent of chaos. I'm going to put in, a, a, you know, make a call for, or put, you know, just, we need a movement of Dak Prescott eventually becoming the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because if there's ever a quarterback that needs to be a quarterback of the Steelers, it's the guy who literally goes, ah, here we go. Right behind has his Kate, right behind center is his cadence. Come on. He says, here we go. Like, come on. Like there cannot be a more, a, a, a match made in heaven more than that guy. <laughs> Micah Texas says, hell no. <laughs> I'm an agent of chaos, man. I just love to see people go, no, I can't do that. Um, man. It's so good. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting for me. Like, um, I grew up in New Jersey, like Northern New Jersey. Both of my parents were, uh, um, creations. <laughs> here we go. Throwing an interception. Um, I grew up in Northern New Jersey. Now, both of my parents were born and raised in Pittsburgh and and raised me to, you know, root for the Steelers, root for the Penguins, root for the Pirates, all, you know, all the Pittsburgh teams. But all of my friends were Devils fans, were Yankees fans, were Giants fans. I, I like all of my friends were fans of all the teams in New York. And then I, I, outside of hockey, they were Devils fans because we lived in New Jersey. But, um, I could have easily been a Yankees fan, Giants fan, Devils fan growing up. Um, could have easily been that. Um, Devon says I'm originally from Trenton. I lived in two towns I remember living in were Hackettstown and Boonton. I lived in those two towns. Lived in Boonton for um, five years, six years, something like that. Like six years, I think. 
that's the town I lived in before I moved to the Pittsburgh area. So, um, and I lived in Hackettstown for like, the, like, I think like three years or something like that before then, but that's going back to like age three, anything before that. I don't remember. Um, so, <laughs> oh man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I know it's a little difficult. It's a little different whenever, um, um, it's a little different when Corey's not on here, especially here near the end. Like I I'm my, my brain's all, all off the rails. I'm going like a million different uh, directions here. Um, I get easily distracted. You guys are freaking hilarious, which is why I try to put as much as I can from what you guys, you know, say on here, because it's just, it, if it makes me laugh, it's funny. Like, it's just funny. I want to put it on there. Um, so uh, we will talk about the Super Bowl later in the week. Uh, we definitely, w- w- I definitely wanted to hit on some Steelers stuff you know, because there were some Steelers stuff that happened over the weekend. Uh, like I said, we'll just kind of wrap, wrap this up right now. Uh, Pat Myers is going to be retained. Frisman Jackson will not. Um, Le'Veon Bell wants to come back. <laughs> Those are the big things from the Steelers this past weekend. So um, Corey will be back tomorrow. Um, unless... I hear differently. Corey will be back tomorrow. And with Corey coming back tomorrow, we will be able to have a, a normal show. But thank you guys so much for for helping in or helping chip in with uh, your comments, your questions, everything like that, uh, for taking a seat in the co-host chair. Um, Smith family says, go Navy, Chris. Yeah, I appreciate that. My wife is in her 20 years in May, and she is retiring. So I will be uh, – um, her retirement ceremony, I think, is going to be on her final drill weekend because she's in the reserves right now. So it will be on her final drill weekend in May. I'm super, super excited for that. Um, very proud of her. 20 years in the Navy is an accomplishment. So, um, And like 12 or 13 of those years were active duty. So, yeah, she's um, – appreciate it. My wife was uh, – she's, a, she's a, a BM1 right now, but she's never – done the job of a BM. She's never been a, like an actual, actually been a bosun's mate before. Um, whenever she was on, uh, when she first got in and she was on a destroyer at first, she was, uh, an, uh, an operation specialist. She did like all the radars, communications, stuff like that. Um, and so that was like her main specialty. And so when she got back into the reserves, the only job that was available was a BM. And so they made her into a BM. But even the, the unit that she joined when she went into into she deployed with that unit in 2013, they were doing like patrol boats over in the, the Horn of Africa, like protecting ships and harbors and stuff like that from pirates over there. Um, she uh, they had because of her experience as an OS, they had her be on the radio and everything like that on all the patrol boats. And so she would do all the communications, radio stuff like that on there too. So um, yeah, she's, and then she did seven years of recruiting, uh, which if anybody knows anything about being a recruiter in the military, you understand the hell that she went through for seven years. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a journey for her and I'm really, really proud of her. She's phenomenal. Um, she is so strong, not just physically, but mentally, uh, because it's it's had a lot of highs. It's also had a lot of lows. It's been it's been really challenging at times. Like I said, those recruiting years were really, really difficult. Recruiting in the in the military is not easy, especially when you're dealing with Dallas Meps. Um, <laughs> 
Like in Texas, dang, said, forget Corey, we won't miss Halleck. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days, if I ever have a day where my wife is off work, I'll bring her on here, like to kind of talk about her Navy days or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. If we ever wanted to go like off the wall with, uh, with non-Steeler stuff, then maybe we'll do that. But um, yeah, I appreciate it. You guys uh, saying thank you for her service. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Um, anywho, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to hop off, um, be back tomorrow. Corey will be here. We'll talk some, uh, some more Steelers stuff, uh, later in the week, we will begin to look at the Super Bowl matchup because even though it's not Steelers, it's still the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year. Um, it's always exciting. Doesn't matter who's in it. I understand like every now and then Steelers fans might not like the matchup. Uh, and I understand that Steelers fans will probably, I would assume Maybe I'm wrong. Be cheering for the Chiefs because you wouldn't want the 49ers to also get to their get their sixth Super Bowl, right? Right? Maybe that makes sense, right? Anyway, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you guys on the flippity flip. Peace. <laughs>